some craziness that I'll just hold off. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> that maybe not be podcast. So when did you when did you come back? Um, I came back uh, after being there for nine and a half months. Uh, uh, landed. Uh, it was it was a great reception by all means. Uh, I remember people congratulating you, wishing you well, things of that nature. It was it was it was just a good feeling to be able to have served your country in, in those in those moments. So, so were you back in like ninety three? Yes, that's exactly very good math. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I went back and I finished my last year of UIC so I can graduate. And what was that like finishing that last year? Uh, complete. It, it was great. I mean, I, 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 I understand what we had to get done, you know, with the serving in the military. But at the same time, it was unfinished business. I just wanted to finish what I started. And then the military just let you retire from the military or? Yes, yes. After everything was said and done, I finished my, my time and then I became an inactive reservist, which is everybody that serves in the military eventually. Boom. Live Adversity Kings. So we got a special guest today. We've got another um, guy within our company, regional director, business partner, Saul Lopez. How's it going? Thank you very much. Good morning to you, Tristan. Thank yes. you for inviting me and to sit here with you and, yeah. and talk about what we do, which is exciting. Absolutely, all bro. Absolutely. So first and foremost, I always like to just kind of, you know, paint that picture for, for our audience in, in regard to your life and just whatever whatever's going on in the world and shit like that. But it's real nonchalant, real laid back. Um, for yourself, where were you born and raised? I was born right here in Chi-Town. For real? Uh, yep. What part of Chicago? A north Sider, North Sider. North Side? But, but I, I still love the Cubs and the Sox equally. Okay. <laughs> I'm a big baseball person myself. Okay, so you like them both equally? Both, both. You know, so I'm not a Fairweather fan. I, I, I don't I, know what White Sox jersey I have. I got I got the White Sox. So I was like, black and white's going to go with way more than the blue and red for the Cubs. So I was like, I'm getting a White Sox jersey. The White Sox jersey, definitely the uniform, stylish. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah, dude, I like that way more. So... What did your parents do growing up? How'd they meet? What's their story? What's your family story? You know what? A lot of this, a lot of that's of my personality stems from just watching my parents. Uh, from they came from uh, they came from Mexico. They came here to this country not knowing a, a lick of English. Yeah. You know. Yet, um, mom and dad came separately, and the, but they met here in in Chicago, where they, my mom put herself through nursing school. My father put himself through welding school. Plus, they learned the language. So imagine. Yeah. Uh, um, they put two, grinders. Yes, they did. They definitely did. So they, they both graduated in their fields, got great careers in place, supported a family of three kids, sent us all to private schools. They were yeah. able to just move ahead. My dad owned his own home, five bedroom home. I mean, these are uh, two individuals that came to this country. So again, it's those opportunities that we're, they're always in front of us. And you're bilingual as well. Yes, I am. Now are they, is your dad tall like you? You're you may be the tallest Mexican I've ever. Isn't it? I, I, I get that a lot. Bro. It's it's interesting enough that my father is actually six uh, two with green eyes. Yes. What Go, the hell? Yes. Are you uh, sure you guys aren't from Spain? <laughs> we do have Spanish blood in her. You, you, you're absolutely correct. We do have Spanish blood in us. Uh, so uh, my dad is uh, my dad's family's from Spain. So is my mother's. But they migrated to Mexico. So they kind of like bypassed the United States. Okay. Yeah. So that's where it kind of stems from. That's. Uh, uh, so again, dad with green eyes and my mom, uh, she, she's, she, uh, she looks very, very pale. Yeah. <laughs> so who, who did you grow up, uh, being closest with your dad or your mom? Yeah. You know, I, I, I guess I'm a mama's boy. Let's just say, it. Yeah. you know, I, my, you know, I guess my, my dad, uh, he's always been a great supporter of mine and anything I do. Um, 
again, when it comes to the industry that we went into right away, who was there? My parents, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, my wife as well. But starting first, my parents are like, go for it. You've, you've, you've always been able to achieve, you know, believe and achieve. So go for it if this is what you want to do. So going back to that, um, my dad, my, my father just always believed in strong education, believed in, in, uh, bettering yourself. Everything's a gain, that kind of thing. And as far as my mom is concerned, She's the nurturing one. She's the one that gave me heart and soul and beliefs in myself. You know, it's that's it's uh, it, do it and, and make sure you're taking other care of others while you're doing it. That kind of mentality. Yeah. So I had a great mixture of 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 two strong parents with, with leadership qualities uh, on the heartfelt side and on the and the let's be a man and take care of, take care of your family kind of mentality. Absolutely. Did you have siblings growing up? I did. I did. I have an older brother and a younger sister and. Uh, uh, great, great, great people too. I mean, um, like anything else, we all grew up, we all went our separate ways as far as, um, uh, I have, I have my, my brother lives on in California and, uh, my sister, she lives in, well, she kind of wanders a little bit right now. She's in Arizona. Yeah. So it's, it just varies. What do they do? Uh, my sister, uh, she works for the airline industry. Mm-hmm. So uh, she works for um, she, she works in uh, hospitality kind of thing. Yeah. So she's not working exactly on the, on flights or anything else like that. She she works in the hospitality industry. My brother on the hand, he's a phlebotomist, so he went into the medical field. So right now he's he's actually he travels a lot from California to Hawaii back and forth because he works for a, a large uh, medical company that keeps uh, transferring as they develop new techniques of blood testing, blood cultures, things of that nature. Is that what a phlebotomist does? Yes, yes. A phlebotomist, uh, they're in, 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 in small hindsight, what they do is it's, a, it's someone that draws blood, but he's above that already. Uh, he doesn't necessarily do that. He's more into the skill setting, the different testing. The... So does he have his PhD? Uh, he, has, he has a bachelor's degree bachelor's. is what he has. Oh, okay, yes. wow. So, so and so does my sister. They're both, they're both uh, including myself. I, okay, I, I was going to say, do you have one as well? Yes, I actually gra- graduated with a, a degree in business administration out of UIC. Mm-hmm. So um, I went there uh, for five I, five years, and I, I'll clarify that because I took a, had to take a year off because I was in the military. I served in the Gulf War in, in 1991. So I got the call and said, hey, it's time to had to ship out. So I, yeah. I had to drop out of school for a little bit there, not on my own accord, but mm-hmm. because I had to serve my country, which I gratefully did, obviously. Now, what was, what was like, you know, school like for you coming up, you know, just throughout the whole process of elementary all the way up to graduating high school? I, I love school. To me, school was, uh, wasn't a chore. I know a lot of people might say <laughs> otherwise or mm-hmm. had different opinions, but for me, school wasn't that much of uh, I enjoyed it very much. It's, it wasn't just, it was it was partly education, but it's also the the friends you make. You know, you do. I I have great friends from high school that here I am years later still in t- contact with them. And you didn't recruit them. <laughs> <laughs> They're I, not the best friends. A, a couple of them actually are laborers. It's funny that they well, one's in works for a an, he's an elevator mechanic. So they make good money. They do. Yeah. They do. He better they have do. a policy. <laughs> if he's not going to work here, he better have a policy. <laughs> so uh, they do, but um, but yeah, I, school was phenomenal, and, and right up into uh, my uh, college years, I I was, you know, if I had to say one regret is I always wanted to go away for school, but I never yeah. did. I stayed here local. Uh, UIC is obviously here and down is in Chicago. So, yeah, uh, but I did what I had to do. I still got the education behind it. So graduating high school and then transitioning into college in your reflection of growing up, were, were there any memories that stood out to you that, you know, really had a massive impression on your life? Good, bad, ugly 
funny memories. You know, it, I have a, 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 comp, a large combination of all that. I, I was, I, 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 my high school years were very well-rounded. Yeah. They truly were. I had a great guidance counselor that uh, supported me. As a matter of fact, when I went to go visit him the very last time before graduation, he handed me a sheet. Um, I have it to this day, and I keep showing it to my team. Yeah. And on that sheet, it told you, it talked about not giving up, always always pushing forward, don't let anybody uh, influence you. You know, if you know it's right and in your heart, go for it, that kind of... It, and, and, and I show it to the team, and when you look at it, I always show the team, do you know how you know that's very old? Because it doesn't, when you look at the phone number, it doesn't have an area code. Back in the day, there weren't. We didn't use area codes. Uh, you yeah. It was just a seven-number digit. So yeah. that's how you know it's aged, <laughs> and you know it's from. So my guidance counselor gave that to me, and he said, and I've kept it. Who keeps something from they got from their guidance counselor yeah. that many years to this day? I still have it. I'll I'll send an wow. email it to you yeah. so you can read it. That's insane. Yes. Now you graduated in the '80s or early '90s? I graduated in '88. '88. I went to a. Uh, Catholic high school, a private school, if you want to call it that, too. Yeah. Um, it was an all boys school, so that was a that was another thing that was very interesting. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I really learned a lot of leadership skills going there, including in the military as well that I carried yeah. forward into the military, I should say. But uh, funny stories is I, I just a great bunch of group of guys that I hung out with, uh, and we hung out with our sister school, which was Madonna High School, which is no longer existed. They, yeah. They, they tore it down a few years ago, but. Um, that was our sister school, so that's where we kind of uh, spent our time together with them, and yeah. that's how our dances were put together. So a lot of great memories from that. And Did you ever get into a lot of trouble growing up? You know, I, I was always the the good kid. I really was. Yeah. You know, I really didn't. Uh, you know, I didn't stay away from the trouble. I mean, if if one of my friends was in trouble, of course I would pitch in to help them. You, you you don't just abandon your friends. Yeah. But I I was always the you know. Like in today's day, you know, we always want a, a designated driver if you're drinking, things of that nature. Yeah. That was me back in those days. I was the guy that always made sure everybody got home safe. Yeah. Uh, and they appreciate it, too. I mean, I, I had my wild moments, too. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. but I was a little bit more conservative. I, 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 I want to have fun. I don't want to regret the fun I had, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So you graduate. You go to UIC. What made you decide UIC? Um, I actually got a, um, I, I got a four year, uh, I got a scholarship actually going to California. Um, so I did get accepted by several different schools. I stayed because I wanted to keep helping my father. He, you know, it, um, I wanted to, I, I wanted to stay home and be part of the, part of what he's building. We had, he, he had a home. I, I just, I just felt close to my parents enough that I, I, as much as I wanted to go, you know, I, I wanted to stay close by and still be that nurturing son to in the family. And so UIC, that stands for University of Illinois Chicago? That is that is correct. Okay. Yes. Um, in addition to that, so you go to UIC, then you get called to the Gulf War. The Gulf War, correct. What, what was that war? The war, um, well, it was supposed to be, first off, it was supposed to be the war of all wars. Why? Because um, Saddam had invaded Kuwait at the time, and they were threatening to use all kinds of chemical war, chemical weapons. So it wasn't even nuclear. So that wasn't even. And were threat. were we allies with Kuwait? Like yes. what caused us to yes. need to intervene? We were we were definitely allies for with Kuwait. A lot of it has to do with politics, which is oil interests in that in that country. Um, it was a scary time. Uh, it it really was. Um, I remember uh, getting picked up <laughs> to go to the base to ship out. I had three days to get ready. I ran to. Uh, the store with my mother just to get extra underwear and deodorant thing you know just uh so you only had three days to get ready did you have any training or oh yes yes okay. I, I was already trained and i was stuff like holy like shit yes 
um, three days to get ready. Just, I, I mean, I knew what to do. I was, a, I was an aircraft mechanic, so I, I knew what, uh, what was entailed. Um, and so based on that, that's when we shipped out and, uh, I, I just told my mother, I'll, I'll see you when I see you kind of thing. Yeah. So when I arrived there though, um, uh, we, we kind of puddle jumped. We first landed in Spain and then we helped the fighters fly over from, uh, from the U S to land in Spain and then from there travel on to the Gulf. So after being two weeks that in Spain of helping the fighters puddle jump to the Gulf area, that's when they finally shipped us to uh, Saudi Arabia, where we landed in in Jeddah. That's that was our destination, and uh, it was I'll never forget the when they opened up the cargo door of the airplane, the immense heat. It just hit you like a like a blanket. Yeah, it was so intense the the heat, uh, and it was just like wow. It just uh, it just took you over, and all you saw was just sand. Because where we landed, we were facing more of the desert. But when, of course, when I got off the airplane, I looked the other way. There's the base. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was like it was just a vast open country of just sand. Yeah. So um, it was really interesting because we helped them uncover underneath all that sand. We later on found out were all the runways. They have these huge machines that are able to pick up or push like snow blowers to us. Yeah. These were sand blowers, and they would remove the sand, and out of out of nowhere, these these runways started reappearing. It was pretty interesting to watch that. So wow. So what did that? What all did that? How long were you there? What what did that experience consist of? I was there for I was there for ten months, and I moved up very quickly within the within my ranking. I made sure that our aircraft were always uh, mission ready. We never missed a mission. Our planes were always taken off. Um, everything was was good. It was it was just one of those situations where you you did your best yeah you, you, you know you know you just wanted to be that person that to, to defend your country defend you know the the people that are there but at the same time make it back mm -hmm. and make sure that everybody's there with you makes it back okay so you became brothers and so many and, and very close are you still close with anybody today yeah oh yes yes i mean those are lifetime friendships that, that this won't ever end and stuff like that to, it just carries on yeah from here until then yeah was there any crazy crazy things that that you experienced there's always crazy things that are going on. Um, yeah. Of course, with uh, with waiting for the pending uh, situation to happen, you know, uh, people get a little bit uh, stir crazy. <laughs> the, mm -hmm. So they, they we would play all kinds of different games, a lot of a lot of bocce ball, things of that nature. But uh, yeah, there there is some craziness that I'll just hold off. Yeah, on that no, that's may, fine. That maybe not be <laughs> podcast. So right. when did you when did you come back? Um, I came back uh, after being there for nine and a half months. Uh, uh, landed. Uh, it was it was a great reception by all means. Uh, I remember people congratulating you, wishing you well, things of that nature. It was it was it was just a good feeling to be able to have served your country in, in those in those moments. So. so were you back in like '93? Yes, that's exact. Very good math. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and that's when I went back and I finished my last year of UIC so I can graduate. And what was that like finishing that last year? Uh, complete. It, it was great. I mean, I, I, I understand what we had to get done, you know, with the serving in the military, but at the same time, it was unfinished business. I just wanted to finish what I started. And then the military just let you retire from the military or? Yes. Yes. After everything was said and done, I finished my, my time and then I became an inactive reservist, which is everybody that serves in the military eventually becomes an inactive reservist and usually stay that way until a certain age. Like I think it's 37, I believe. I, I received a letter one day saying, thank you for your service. You're of age. You don't, we no longer. <laughs> just, yeah, we don't need you anymore. No. So, um, but yeah. So after you graduate school, where does mm -hmm. life go next? 
that was an interesting time for myself. Um, I've, I've advanced very quickly. Um, I, I started, I became an, I graduated as an accountant as mm. uh, from UIC, uh, eventually went on to get my uh, CPA so that I can go ahead and, uh, and assist. I went into the accounting uh, industry. I was working for several different companies where I was, I was building them up. I was using, I, I was, I was just a lot of energy and it, like I, like I still carry today. I haven't lost that. Uh, I just wanted to build companies up from the ground up. I just wanted to help them with the new, with, with better accounting practices, uh, teaching them new routines and stuff like that. So, uh, I was working very closely, uh, with a couple companies where I was doing acquisitions and mergers. I was helping build them up from where they were to, to where they are today. For instance, one company was doing about 400,000 in sales. Well, guess what? After a few years, they're up to 10 million. That's how quickly they went up. Yeah. Why? Because of acquisitions, building up. It's sort of what we do here. We recruit, yeah. right? We're adding more bodies to our existing business. So to an existing business, you're adding other businesses. Yeah. So you're doing merging and things of that nature. So it, it was very, uh, it was very in insightful. And, and uh, I helped grow these companies and stuff like that. How long did you do that? I did that for about uh, three years, and then all of a sudden, uh, the economy took a little bit of a tank and, and things of that nature. So I ended up working for Toys R Us. Was that ninety nine the dot com? Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, ninety eight, ninety nine. Uh, if you remember the all the mortgages, the uh, housing market was was just horrible. I was just born. Yeah, <laughs> so I remember reading on it. It it was it was horrible. It was a bad time for that. So obviously, no one's uh, you know the sales were dropping and stuff yeah. like that. So at that point in time, that's when I started looking elsewhere and I started looking more into the big box industry, like, like, uh, you know, Dick's sporting goods in this case, Toys R Us is where mm -hmm. it kind of led me towards. So I started working there, um, uh, in, 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 in management, helping them increase. As a matter of fact, I was working very diligently on building up their, their unloading processes. I was teaching them how to unload a truck faster. It, there's, there's just like anything else. There's efficiencies that can be, that can be introduced in order to help things. Uh, I worked at UPS for two years. Here you go. So you unload and unloading trucks all day and all night at a, and it was timed. Yes. We were union and they still timed us. We had to do four. It was like, you needed to average 400 boxes an hour. Time is everything. It's, it's again, it's, it's growth, it's efficiency. So I, we were helping that. Um, it normally when I, when I first started working there, it would take them two days to unload a truck. I got it down to six hours. Yes. Wow. Yes. And they were very impressed and stuff like that. And that's where my career and Toys R Us kept excelling, building up the location. Uh, obviously you can't sell product that's on a truck, correct? Yeah. It has to be on the shelf. Yeah. So, um, again, the efficiencies of all that. So I kept moving up with the company, uh, running a store. And uh, just making sure that one of my biggest th things was to make sure that the employees were happy, making sure that a happy team is, is, a, is a happy workplace. So I wanted to make sure that everybody worked again efficiently. I, I always had an open door policy. I was never one of those managers. I mean, how many times have you walked, even to today, you walk into a retail location, you never find a manager anywhere. No. Right. Yeah, you don't find you nobody. Know, I was always on the floor with the team. I yeah. was always hands deep with them. You know, I was watching, helping them unload a truck. I'd be pulling pallet jacks out to the floor. I, I'd be breaking bo down boxes, you know, with the team as I'm talking to them. And they're like, yeah, you know, Saul's right here, right by her side. Yeah. Joining in. So I ensured all those different things and we just finished quickly everything. So and then throughout the day, just uh, just staying with the with the team and 
keeping them upbeat. And, and so how long did you do Toys R Us? Ten years. Ten years I did Toys R Us. So ninety nine to two thousand nine. Uh, uh, yes. Or two thousand to two thousand ten. Uh, two thousand fourteen. Two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Okay. So, so you started in two thousand four. Two thousand. Yes. Roughly. So from ninety nine to two thousand. It was all the is working with those other companies doing the accounting and things. Okay, like so you were yeah. still doing that despite yes, the, yes, the economy yes, sucking. Yes. So, but it was in in burst, meaning I was more doing consulting. Okay. That's that's the part I missed. I was that's when I was doing the consulting more. And then two thousand four to fourteen led you here. Yes. Now, when did you meet your wife, though? I met my wife in uh, ninety six. Ninety six. How did you guys meet? <laughs> it's an interesting story. I mean, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a traditional story. We met in a bar. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So um, I thought she was just incredible. Uh, you know, I was I, I I don't consider myself to be the best looking guy in the world. Yeah, I'll throw that disclaimer out. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I didn't think I had a chance, but what I did have was humor and and personality. That's all you need, dog. That's all exactly. Can you make her laugh? <laughs> that's that's all you got to do. So I, I I I made her laugh. I kept telling her jokes, and you know. And it became cutesy, so I did get her number. And I, the first time I called her, I said, "I, I said, uh, her, her name is Rebecca." I said, "Hey, hey, Rebecca, uh, this is Saul. I just got a joke for you." I just would say a joke, and I said, "All right, talk to you later." And I left her laughing. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything more, so I did that a few times, just with you yeah. know, "Hey, I got the joke of the day. Here you go." Blah blah blah. I gotta do that shit. <laughs> I, I always talk and fuck shit up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so a quick joke, and 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 that's it, right? Leave them laughing. And I was off the off the phone. So I did that for a couple of weeks when I finally. Um, what ended up happening was I had to go to a wedding. So uh, I asked her, you know, know, I I did. And so I walked in, I I, I talked to her and I said, Hey, I got a wedding to go to no strings attached, you know? And uh, I go, I just like to, I need a date, the kind of thing. I we were, this is my first time asking her. She said, okay, you just, we're just going as friends. I'm like, yeah, I just need a date for this. So next, you know, it was the best date of our lives. Right. Yeah. From the wedding. I didn't bring her home until six o'clock in the morning and we, we kissed and, it's been together ever since. So you guys are 96. So you're coming up on almost we, 20. We just completed 25, 25 years. years. Yes. So you're coming in two in, in, in four years. It'll be, it'll be 30 years, 2026. Right. Exactly. So we just literally January 22nd of this year, we made 25 years. Wow. 25 years. As a matter of fact, we just renewed our vows. Renewed the vows. Yes. Small yes. church ceremony. Yes. yes. 25 years. Great celebration. And it's something to be proud of, you know, that we've made it this long. I mean, because no marriage is perfect. Yeah. You know, uh, there's been a lot of, you know, there's adversity. There's. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we always pulled it together. So how did you get into this opportunity into American life? Well, I'll I'll tell you, in my last three years at Toys R Us, I I wanted to keep moving up within the company. I wanted to, I I, I couldn't, I was stagnant for so many years. I just wanted to move up and move up. So unfortunately, you know, just in some of the some of the industries, and that's the reason that was very appealing to me about this company, was the fact that there you're waiting for someone to get hired, fire, retire, whatever the case may be, right? Yeah, I got to wait for someone to step out of the way so I can be promoted yeah. or move up. Here, it's on. It's all on you. It's all on us. That's it. You want to move up. You the opportunity is equal all around. You don't so who brought it to you? I actually sent out my resume to the company. <laughs> to well, to in, indeed. Okay. It, it, it was it was it was actually career builder. A bunch of different ones. It wasn't Who just, called you? Um, <laughs> it was actually Andre Bentek called me. Wow. Yes. So um, Andre called me. He said, "Hey, would you like to come in for an interview?" Now, mind you, I having my accounting degree, I knew about life insurance already. I yeah. understood. I understood the market. 
But I, I kept thinking to myself, I don't know if I want to do that and stuff yeah. like that. But when I came in to do the overview, uh, it was a live overview. Yeah. I walked in here. I, I walked through the door. They sent me upstairs. It was Ranzi that did uh, yeah. a, an overview for 30 minutes or so. And it was, he just spoke to me. I felt like he was really talking to me directly Yeah, and things of that nature. And um, so it was at that moment. And I don't know, can I say a, a little foul word here if I had to? Oh, yeah. I say okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah. All right. So here's what, here's what ended up happening because I want to give it to you with the, with the same stamina and dynamics that happened. So I left here. I went home. Um, I walked in my door. I, I was wearing a suit, so I took yeah. my tie off and everything else. And my wife came in about an hour later, and she goes, so how did it go? And I said to her, are you ready for this? Yeah. I, you can't make this up. I said, there's no way that those motherfuckers are making that kind of money that yeah. I can't. That's how I said it to my wife. Yeah. And my wife just saw it in my face, but I said it yeah. with such intensity yeah. that um, she says, oh, damn, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm like, I hope I get the call. <laughs> so. Yes. Uh, you, about an hour later, I got, a, I got the call saying, come back for the, 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 the final. And I walked in the door. I'm like, where do I sign? I'm ready to go. I'm ready to start. Yeah. I, that's how determined I was. What was your first year like? My first year was very strong. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't listen, cater, accept, or any mediocrity. You know, I didn't, yeah. I, I just, you know, if there were naysayers, that's it. Like for instance, I, I mentioned to you earlier that my parents were great supporters. Yeah. My mom, dad, Hey, go for it. You've always done it. My wife, Second to none. Again, just great supporter. As I said, she goes, go do it then. Yeah. Um, I, I got rid of, I, like I, I had this one friend. Um, he told me, oh, that's stupid. Who does that? You know, what do you know about insurance and stuff like that? Guess what? I got rid of him out of my life. Not not, <laughs> not completely, but I didn't need that. You know? Yeah. I, I, right, I'm, I'm starting something new. I knew what it takes. I got to take an exam. I, if, if I'm going to do this, I'm going all in. I don't want to be around surrounding myself with those kind of mentalities and negativity. I just don't need it. Yeah. So I, 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 I kind of, I put blinders on is what I did, you know, like horse blinders. Yeah. And I said, I'm just going to keep my eye on the prize and do, and do what I need to do so that I can achieve success. I, I became Andre's number one guy, you know, along with, with Marie Campbell, who, who, who came so, out six months later. Also. So what did some of those accolades look like for you over your first, or really over your career entirely? Well, it, you know, it's, it's, it's achieving, you know, results is what I've always done, you know, yeah. but the accolades are, and I'm not big on that. Yeah, I'm not. That's what yeah. I, that's why I kind of like, uh, I'm like thinking to myself, I'm not big on those things. Well, I, let me ask you a different yeah. question. What, what are, what are some of your favorite memories of the career? It, it you know what the In, money inside and out, the money is tremendous, but uh, that, that, I, I, cause I don't want to, I, I don't want to yeah. forget, mention that, forget to mention that, you know what my biggest accolade here or my biggest success it's the families I've helped. Yep. Seeing it, the people you've yes. helped and the people that you've probably brought in. Like I look at Anthony, I look at Danita and the individual, like those are, I, I look at it as your core generals. You know what I mean? The, this new girl, Eliana, just di different individuals. You've, you've basically had a massive role in, uh, really just help helping them as, as human beings. You know what I mean? Cause when you go into a hundred percent commission, you know, 20% of it is, is the, the pay, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. The rest is, you know what I mean? You, you you've got to be developing a skill set. That's 40%. You know, there's another 20% of like your internal development and another 20% of like your emotional stability. So it's like so many things that, that, you know, it's not we're instilling or making I don't, I never, think to myself I've ever created or made someone great I always tell people listen you did this on your own I just you know if you, if you ever want to say I I was there to guide or walk with you that's 
that's all we do. But that's definitely probably the most fulfilling thing for me is seeing people happy from from the growth that they have. I agree with you because it's it's about finding the that finding that inner inner that successful person inside them and bring it to the surface. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the way I look at it. That's why, you know, a lot of people say, uh, you know, when they're negative and stuff like that. I always try. I I always look for the good in someone first before yes. you. It's too easy to find bad stuff. Yes. I can do that all day long. Absolutely. But finding the best within somebody now that's a skill. That, Absolutely. That's, and so I'm very big on that. And build on that, and then you know all the other stuff. Well, that's where you got to give love, right? Yeah, you, you got to say you got you. You can't like my wife. I she's got her quirks. Mm-hmm. You take the good with the bad, but there's more good, obviously, than bad, and that's yeah. Why, that's why I love her so much. What's the hardest adversity you've had to overcome in your life? Oh, my God, you know, I, I, I I've had a you know again with parents, good childhood, with with my wife, good marriage. You know, I think the hardest thing is just being able to know when to walk away from a bad situation when it's not even worth it. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I wouldn't say uh, any real adversity as much as I, I try to get ahead of it. That's that's my big thing. You know, if I know something is, is being done wrong or something is leading to a problem, let's try to get ahead of it first. Yeah. So it's it's almost like when we're when we're talking to our, our the people that we're, we're training and developing you can sense when someone's having a bad day. Oh, absolutely. So why wait for them to crash? Yeah. Why not to say, hey, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'll I'm, give you a reason to have a bad day. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, why why not show them that you're in tune with them, that, yeah. you, that you're feeling what they feel as yeah. opposed to not. So same thing with my wife. When I, I can tell when she's in a bad, having a bad day. So why make it worse? Yeah. Well, you know, let's, let's nurture it and let's see if we can make it a... I always say when you're having a bad day, when you're at the very bottom, there's only one thing to do: look up. Right, yeah. that's it. There's, there's, <laughs> you're already at the bottom. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, so not, 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 not too much. I try to get ahead of the situations as much as possible and stuff. Absolutely. So, and I also don't sweat the small shit in life. I, I really just don't. Read a book. I just finished a book last week. Don't sweat the small stuff. I just don't. I, it's just not worth it. I learned that in the military. You know. This is a great book. I yeah. recommend. Let me see here the authors. Sure. Don't sweat the small stuff, and it's all small stuff, and that is by uh, Richard Carlson. There you go. Good ass book. I'm gonna have to pick that up. Richard Carlson got it. What so, are some of your favorite books? You you know what I I read a lot of um I, a lot of it has to do with business books, so they're not really inspired inspirational books. Yeah. I like to get down to the I like to the details details of it. You know how do you run a business? How to write a good letter, right? How many yeah. people don't know how to write a good letter to somebody? Yeah. You know, so there's, I, I like to have those skills where I can write an intelligent email where it, it conveys the thoughts properly. So, yes. Uh, so I'm more into uh, skill building books as opposed to. Is there a book that's <clears throat> impacted your life greatly? Uh, there is one book, but you're gonna uh, we can pr- maybe look up the uh, uh, the author. It's called How to Influence Others is the name of the book. So it's right on my, uh, I, um, if I was home, I, I, it's right on my shelf. It's, it's, it's called How to Influence. As a matter of fact, um, Danita, if you're listening, I'm supposed to be sending you that book because she wants to read it also. Yeah, well, immediately Dale Carnegie's <laughs> How to Win Friends and Influence People, which... So there's several books yeah. that might be similar to that title. But the point of the matter is that that is just a, a, a very strong book. It teaches you how to, how to, how to inspire people. How to, yeah. you're, it's, it's not about manipulating. It's about having, you know... It's drawing this the same thought you have and bringing it to the surface. You already know what you have to do. So let's hold. It's not about us holding you accountable. How about you holding yourself accountable and you agreeing to that? 
um, yes. is, is, one, is one of the strong things. I don't like to, you know, one of my successes, again, going back to my prior careers at Toys R Us or even here, is that, I, again, this is what we need to do. How do you think you'll be able to achieve this? You tell me, and then I'm just going to go ahead and tweak it for you, as opposed to me just saying, you know, this is how it needs to get done. So there's a time and place for that too, but I like to st first have them uh, bring it up to themselves first. May almost make it like sound like their idea. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my wife says that to me sometimes. She goes, "I just want you to tell me sometimes what you need. Don't tell me how." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I get it. I get it. Absolutely. So you know, the next thing I like to get into is I love food. So what's your favorite restaurant? You know, Fuego de Chao. I I, yeah. I I love it. There's the we go to Rosemont a lot for that. Uh, Fuego de Chao is just phenomenal. That's um, the Brazilian steakhouse. Yes, I like Chamaguacha more. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I like the Chamaguacha. I think way more. But it's it's delicious. There used to be an Italian restaurant. It's no longer there, sadly. Um, but it was called Sabatino's. Again, it doesn't exist anymore. Um, but do you like Capri's? Ramsey swears. Yeah, Capri's. Capri's is delicious too. That's where you too. guys do uh, the you guys were doing your annual recognition dinners there. It, exactly. That's a so, phenomenal place to go eat. I'm gonna have to try it. Yeah, like favorite desserts, baked Alaska. That by far, I love baked Alaskas. That's a dessert. Yeah, it's a dessert. It's an ice cream, uh, and then it's 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 you put uh, it's like an egg over it, and then when you bake it. It, it, it's like a, a thick frosting. It's so delicious. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I've ever had that. You'll you'll have to Google it. Where do you it. get it from? It, uh, that was from Sabatino's, but unfortunately Sabatino's is no so longer. So where do you get it now? I haven't. It's been a very long time since I've been able to walk into a restaurant where they had baked Alaska. Wow. So that sounds nuts. It, it does. So, I mean, it's just delicious. But it's, and then with a caramel, with a chocolate sauce on top, very delicious. What about, now I know, your i know because we sh we share similar tastes and one of the one of your favorite movies is uh top gun now is that your only favorite movie or do you have like a top two or three? Oh no i mean i i've got you know they're they're more like weird science i love that movie i, yeah. I, lo I love movies with val kilmore like batman yeah you know I, I just love the way he plays that role uh he's a he's a tremendous actor and stuff like that but um i also like a lot of sci-fi movies like i'm really into the zombie stuff you yeah know? what are your favorite zombie movies I, I, well uh, you know like uh z nation that was with uh, brad pitt z. wait no 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 that's world war z world war z you're that's absolutely correct fire movie i love that movie um, great ass movie Did, and, have you seen zombie land I, I did see zombie land i love those movies <laughs> yes both, have you seen both of them i see both yes. yeah i love those movies so I, I love movies like that like i, I like uh, denzel washington and the denzel stuff he, washington he's fire. yeah exactly. did you watch uh the new the lost raccoon city the new zombie movie no i have not seen that one yeah yeah it's a it's a it's decent yeah it's, it's a zombie movie I, I like i said any pretty much anything zombie you can't mess it up unless it's too cheesy but you yeah. know it's better now with the with CG. did you watch the walking dead it's i did i i fell off like season seven season six you know i stopped watching it with uh, i forgot his name the gentleman with the bat with the nails uh when he came into town so that, killing everybody right that's where I, I i stopped watching it for a while because other things came up but I, it's, if i yeah. ever pick it up again that's where i need to pick up but that's pretty much a long I'm, i've pretty much watched almost everything yeah I think there's like 16 seasons or something. There's so they just keep making them. I don't know how <laughs> they just keep making them. But they are phenomenal and stuff like that. And then I also like you know a lot of uh, inspiration movies. Like uh, you know we we've we've talked about this. Uh, uh, the Boiler Room, a great great movie. Great movie. You you can't yeah. you know Wolf on Wall Street. Things of those those kind of movies. They're just powerful. Yeah. You know take away what you need to, but at the end of the day, it's just he's getting it done. That's, yeah. You know, 
you know, uh, so I just like those kind of movies as well. So one of this this will take you back, but um, I watch I've watched I just watched them again. Uh, Wall Street and Wall and and uh, Money Never Sleeps. Wall Street Never Money Sleeps. Both both good movies and stuff like that. Yeah, you'll have to check those out. They're they're oldies, but they're goodies. You know? Oldies but goodies. Yes, yes, yes. They talk about the stuff that uh, you know, like I said, Money Never Sleeps, that kind of thing. Yeah. There, you know, there's a scene where Michael Douglas says, "Wake up, buddy." Hong Kong, I just made a half a million dollars. You know, money never sleeps. You know yeah. that kind of thing. So, it's really an, an inspiring movie. What are some of your passions outside of work? Oh my God, you know, it, it's it's my kids. My yeah. ki- my kids and my wife are my passion. My it's it's my obligation. You know, I, I I take it personal to make sure that my kids do well in life. What do you guys like to do together as a family? Vacations. My kids love vacations. Where do you guys like to go? Uh, we just recently went to San Diego last year. I, I took the kids there for a family trip. Um, I, I it, my son wasn't there. My son's in the military actually. He's in yeah. he's in Japan right now. Wow. Uh, so he's he's in the Air Force. He's actually uh, he's an aircraft mechanic. So he's kind of following my yeah. footsteps a little bit, you know, there. So um, but eventually, you know, he he's, he's going to school. He wants is it similar? Do you guys catch up and talk about what his responsibilities are? And do you compare and think back to what yours were? A little bit. Um, I also learned that the military has changed a lot since I went, you know? Yeah. Um, of course, with technology, yeah. obviously. So there, there, are, there are similarities, but there's also a lot of differences involved. Yeah. Um, but again, so vacationing, uh, just taking, showing, trying to show my kids... Uh, you know, my, my thing with, you know, uh, with my kids is I, I want them to do better. I want them to do better than me and my wife, obviously. That's every every parent's ambition. Yeah. Um, but I just want them to be happy. Yeah. I, I really do. I just want them to be happy in life. Find a, you know, if get married, don't get married. Have children, don't have children. I just want you to be happy, whatever your choice is. You know, be good people. Be good, be responsible people. So it's the same parenting skills that I got from my parents as well. Yeah. Wow. So. So I think my next question would be uh, really just whatever else that you think is on your mind. You know what I mean? I feel like I've hit all the areas I wanted to hit. Sometimes I like to get into like worldly views, but I feel like I have a good vibe on you know, worldly views. My, my thing now is simply I, I, have a, I have a lot still to prove to myself. You know, it doesn't matter if you're in your, in your teens, your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, whatever age you're in, you just can't stop. You know, so that's that's my whole mentality is, you know, when 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 life throws you lemons, you make lemonade, right? That kind of mentality. So me personally, I I, I just don't know how to throw in the towel ever. I just can't. I just want to always do better. I want to achieve better. I want to do better. I want to help others. And and, and I want to bring them all with me. I I just don't want to just it's not about me. It's never has been about me. And that's one of the things that I appreciate about the team so much is they know that about me. They know that they, they, they can come to me for anything. I got their back. They got mine. Um, and we've built that camaraderie. And, and I just want to keep adding more people to this to that family so that we keep building and growing and, and things of that nature. So I, I don't stop. I don't give up. I don't make excuses. You know, I always believe that, you know, if you're going to bitch to bitch, then that, that's, that's negative too. You know what I mean? I, if you're going to bitch, bitch with a solution. You know, yeah. but, hey, here's what's wrong. Tell me what you're going to do to fix it or how could we fix it as opposed to I, I, even my team. They all know, you know, if you have something you're going to complain about, come to me also with a solution. I don't care how how ridiculous your yeah. your 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 way to fix it is. At least you put some thought into it is my point. Yes. You know, because at the end of the day, yes, decisions have to be made. Leaders need to lead. But at the same time, you know, I'm not I'm, I'm open to suggestions. There's more than one way to skin a cat. 
But yeah. in, but in the absence of true leadership, that's when everything goes to hell. So at the end of the day, yes, I agree with you. Maybe we could try it that way, but right now let's do it my way or, or this way, and then let's see how that works, right? So so we got to go one direction. A leader has to learn how to go left, right, back, forwards. Make a decision. Yeah. Just, just do it. Don't leave everybody in, in dangling, wondering what should be done at that point in time. So I try to be a real strong leader for the team in, in so many respects. You know, whether it's it's cultivating new people, whether it's strategizing on on training, or whether it's strategizing on sales. Um, I'm always introducing new concepts, new things to the team. Keep growing and building. And of course, I adopt theirs as well. If they have something, a better way of doing it, why not do it that way? Absolutely. That's what I always say. I think a lot of people let pride get in the way or... <clears throat> I think it would it would probably correspond with, again with that again that pride and that ego that just kind of limits and hinders them in, in being receptive and open and, and leadership and realizing it's it's not a position but it's really just permission for you to serve others you know what I mean it's not a position for you to leverage power and manipulate and abuse others you know what I mean you know I'll give you a good example of that um, I, ha I was I was doing a training and and all of a sudden the client um, this was a in-person training before uh, COVID, actually, and I'll never forget it. And the uh, the client, the the trainee, was doing all the talking, everything brilliantly. And so the 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 client uh, turns around and says, "So how long have you been training Saul?" They thought I was a trainee, you know. <laughs> and so, but my point of matter is, I loved it. So as she started, I'm like, "Oh my God, I've been training with her for three days. She's amazing, you know. I I built, you know." I don't need those accolades again. See what I'm talking about? I yeah. didn't. I didn't need for them to. I didn't need her to say no. I'm actually he's the manager. No, go with it. Yeah. She was. You know how much that built her up, and that's how I. I, I tell everybody when you can. You when you can become better than your leader or as good as your leader. That's an accomplishment. That's, yeah, that's the accomplishment there. Yeah, exactly. So she told me in the car. I thought you were gonna get mad because I'm like, no, no, I'm proud of it. Proud Papa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right here. So I, I and I tell people to this day. You know, that, you know, when those things happen, it, no, assume the control. I don't care. I'm, I'm humble. I don't need that. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I have my wife to, to be proud of me. You know, I don't, yeah. need, <laughs> I don't need it from anybody else like that. So, and that's where it stems, where we go back to the beginning when I said, I don't, I'm not big into those kind of things. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I know the team still needs recognition. Don't get me wrong. Right. Yeah, they still, absolutely. They, they need to hear it. They need their accolades and I give it to them. Yeah. I, that I do do. But me personally... Um, I've, I've never been, it was it has never been my need. I'm all about more about the results. Yeah. Like, the results and the people. Absolutely. Yeah. I think if you build a culture around, around your people and around results and, and measuring your success off of how well your people do, there, there should be zero chance for, for failure. You know I agree. I mean? You help enough people get what they want. You'll get what you want. Zig Ziglar and many other great individuals attest to that. And it's, it's factual. Exactly. And, and when your team feels that way. Yeah, they got to feel that. It's got to be genuine. Sincerity. Yeah, it's yes. got to be genuine. People can Absolutely. see through bullshit. Absolutely, and that's and and that, again, I, I I love the team. I blessed them, and and they know they got my absolute respect when yes. it, when it comes to those things. And they know they it's a two way street. So yes. So anything else you want to add? You know, other than I appreciate everything that we do. You yeah. know, again, helping the community, helping the team, helping others achieve their successes. Appreciate you. Appreciate yeah. Simon and, and everything you guys are doing as well. You know, Tristan, I, I, I applaud you. I do because I look at you, you know, for your age, your talent, your 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 mental strength. 
you know, you, you've, you've done a lot. And, 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 Trying. I, <laughs> and I really do applaud you for everything that you're doing and stuff like that. And you get it. And I know that you do. Yeah. You know, meaning, you know, when people are down, not to beat them up too badly, you know, when they're up, you know, <laughs> yeah. just give them enough to, for the pats in the back, but don't get cocky. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. there's still another day. There's still, you know, that kind of thing. So I appreciate you, everything that everything's done, it's done in the agency. Like I, I said, it's just a great, great company. <clears throat> I've got a great mother. And uh, Simon's a great mentor, you know, and I just kind of live by that balance of, of leadership development and accountability and, and mix in with uh, Simon has a huge heart. But my mom has always taught me to, you know, you're going to get way more out of life with sugar than salt. So especially in in just the working world, you know what I mean? I don't even want to say 100 percent commission. I just think in general, like in world general, you know, you're you're going to get so much more out of people with just genuinely caring you know what i mean you don't need to kiss everyone's ass but like right. hey i understand i care about you you know what i mean but there's there's that balance you know what i mean there definitely is pressure and love but at the what i found is when you get into 100 percent commission that's enough enough pressure it is you know in and of itself it's like you know my bills are 100 percent, and uh <laughs> so i need to make sure i get paid so it is what it is. I'm I'm excited. I'm grateful. You know what I mean. Just learning and and growing and and working beside you guys and and you know watching you guys do what you do and care for your people. You were you know our number one. You know and I know you don't care, but uh, <laughs> you know you our our number one managing director. So your your organization and your business for you know the first first month to open up with 54 percent growth is incredible. You know what I mean. So, I and I always I always tell individuals I was like you know. You know, next to the best recruiters, the, the best relationship builders are who have the most sustainable businesses. And uh, when you mix the two together, that's where you get, you know, scary results. When you can have a great recruiting system and, and attract and acquire top tier talent and then mix it in with somebody that cares about people. That's that's where you're like, whew, you know I, what I mean? Sky's the limit. You know what I mean? I agree. And that's why I'm happy now. We got a good pipeline in the. In you guys the, got a solid ass pipeline. You guys. Are, yes. So you guys are consistent as hell right now. We're 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 gonna be booming and stuff like that. So even more. So 2022. So. Yeah. I'm excited. So. Well, if people are listening and and they've resonated with you, where can they find you? Maybe they want mentorship. Maybe they want an opportunity, or they want to just thank you for your story. Where can they send that? I'll give two. Th can I give my phone number as well? Yeah, whatever you want. Okay, fair enough. So definitely I can be reached at slopez at ariasagencies.com. Again, that's slopez at ariasagencies.com. Or just pick up the phone. Uh, I, I, uh, give me a call. Yeah, that's 773-972-7146. 773-972-7146. I'm always available. Even if you just want to chat and go over what we do a little bit more. That's what I'm here for. Love to bring you on board. Love it. Love it. So another episode in the wraps, another hour of good information, love, wisdom, and knowledge, and Saul Lopez, your story. So thank you for sharing, brother. Love you. Appreciate you. Have a blessed day. Thank you as well. Appreciate it. Let's you. go. Peace, y'all.